0: Welcome to Delta Flags Outdoors, a podcast brought to you by Julius Hey everyone! Today on Delta Flags Outdoors, we'll be discussing game cameras, cellular game cameras, forward-facing sonar, you know, like down scope and uh, live ca- live scope and all that for boating, and how it's changed the game in hunting and fishing. So jumping right into it, I guess, Uh, we'll start with game cameras, cellular cameras, you know, used to be fairly expensive, I mean, they're not, they're not the cheapest thing out there now, because there's different pricing for, you know, obviously different price points for all of them, and uh, so, with different price points on all of them, everybody's got a different opinion on what's the best thing to use, and so forth. Um, I've used a couple different name brands, from Cuddyback to SpyPoint. So, I'm not going to sit here and say one's better than the other. They all have their problems. I've been fortunate and haven't had problems with either set. So, I prefer to use my game cam my game cameras for um, the general purpose of scouting. I keep them out year round on our private property. In North Louisiana because obviously it's three and a half hours from where I live at and it's where I like to take my little boys to hunt so I like to keep it out so I understand what's going on that's why I use the cell cameras there excuse me sorry about that to keep the uh, game cameras out there so I understand what's going on like I said because I want to give them the best opportunity and chance Uh, you know I don't know if we use the word kill harvest whatever everybody wants to use a different word their best of chance of getting an an animal, so I use those so that I'm not try not to waste their time because they're at that age of it's critical. Like if you if they're not into it, you're gonna burn them out quick, and then you've you you may have missed an opportunity to turn them onto the outdoors. So, obviously, like I said, I use mine on our private property for scouting for that. So. And then we go. So, what I want to go into with that, like, I'm a I'm a proponent of, like, I like them. I, I'll I'll continue to use them. Some people say that, oh, well, it creates this thing of you're sitting at home watching TV in your boxers, and I mean, you see you see a deer outside, you see a deer because of your camera, and you go out there and you shoot it. Okay, yeah, I can see that, but more than likely. That same guy that's going to do that, he's got his feeder set up where he can see it from his window of his house. It's just something that some people do. I don't feel like the majority of the people are doing that, though. I feel like the majority is doing it the the way that I'm talking. You, you, you have them there for, you know, you're not close to, to it, and you want to try to get the best bang for your buck, per se. So, you know... I feel like the states that are banning them, it's just it's a reach, because it's I don't I don't think just because you have that and you and you see the deer when they're out there per se at the exact time, because you're not going to see it at the exact time. It's usually a delay in getting your pictures, so it's no different than a regular camera, and in that aspect of. You're not pulling a card, you're just getting them sent to you. It sends them at certain times. Because more than likely, you're not going to set it up to send it to you automatically every time it gets a picture because you're going to eat through batteries, you're going to eat through memory, you're going to eat through everything. Even with a solar panel on it, it's going to just wreak havoc on it. Some of them don't have the reception in places. I mean, I think I got one of mine It has... The extendable antenna, like, I've got an aftermarket antenna on it to get it even higher out, and I've got, like, 25%. So, I literally get pictures every three to five days because I go from zero to 25% on my antenna on it. It's it's crazy. Like, it is deep in the woods. Uh, it's not exactly on our private place. Um. So, I use mine, like I said, for what they're for give me an idea and I keep the ones on our private place for helping my you know helping my little boys I have some that are out that are a long ways from here um I feel like everything's changed over the years you know you got so much more technology at your hands to help to help I mean like that with that said, diving into the fishing world side of it, you have uh, pan optics with live scope and all that. A couple other things out, and it it's been a game changer because not just in the cycle crappie, white perch, whatever as listeners y'all call it. Not only in that world, but bass fishing in general. Because like OH is a big example of it. So Lake in Texas, they're catching some monsters. Like I think they caught a seventeen pounder out there the other day. A few fourteens. This is all this year. So in three months, because this is beginning of March that I'm recording this, it'll be dropped probably sometime Aprilish. But So in the first three months of this year, they've caught some monsters. A guy in the fishing world, FLW, fisherman Clark Ring, I was talking with him the other day on Facebook through some stuff, and that's what he talked about, how far-facing sonar has changed the game. Because now you can go there, and like you can see the fish. You can target big fish. So you're going to see, like, some monsters being caught in every aspect of fishing. Because whatever you can, if you can see it, you can work it and try to catch it. Just because you can see it doesn't mean it's going to bite, though. I mean, that's no different than sight fishing for a bass on a bed. You're not going to automatically make them bite, or it may take hours upon hours. I mean, a couple weeks back in one of the Florida tournaments, John Cox, he caught 11-pounder in the Elite it took him i think he said over 3 hours to do it so it's a you know compromise but the game camera systems and the new technology in the fishing world you know has it made the, has it made it easier to an extent it has but also the just because you can see it on camera doesn't mean you're going to catch it or see it on the you're not going to kill it just because you can see it on the downscope doesn't mean you're going to catch it it still requires work. It still requires boots on the ground, time on the water. Technology has advanced a long ways and has helped a lot, helped us a lot. But it does not make it a 100%. So we're going to continue talking about this, and I'm going to dive into some other stuff on it. You know, my, my, my thing is you should use every bit of what's out there to help you in your, your game of... Up in your game of doing everything, you know we we have the we have the advances in the technology to help us. We need to use them. You know, there you can still do it old school. Don't get me wrong. I still put a lot of time boots on the ground, just scouting or just certain areas that I fish. I don't even turn anything on. Uh, I don't like. I drop a trolling motor and I fish. I don't use my depth finders, my forward my forward facing sonar that I may or may not have. But uh, I don't use, a lot of times I just don't use it. I'll fish. And it's, the game-changing technology is out there for a reason. Just like I said, it's game-changing. But it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't make it that you're going to automatically be great at it. Or give you, does it give you some lever, some abilities that maybe the next guy doesn't have? Yeah, but he may be better with what he has. It's all about talent. You know, what's Leo saying? H- hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Something to that extent. If you put your work in, you're going to, you're going to succeed. And I know that's getting away from what we're talking about with the technology that's out, but I feel like they go in, in with each other. If you use the technology you have, you can be successful, but you have to put the hard work in you know, to learn how to use that stuff to your advantage. So, like I said, states are wanting to ban the game cameras. If you're going to go as far as banning the game cameras, being used in the deer hunting and game world, are we going to go, what's the difference in going into the fishing world and, hey, well, you know, the down, the downward fa- sonar and all that, forward facing, we're going to go and get rid of that because it's it's making it, too easy. It's making it this. It's making it, you know. So I just feel like I feel like when we get into one, are we opening you know something for the other? And it's I don't want to get into like political or politics on that because it's just a sore subject for non hunters and hunters. It's you know it's it goes that thing like right now in Louisiana they one legislator. Proposed uh, bear hunting season. It'll be a if it was passed, it'd probably be a lottery, and a draw all kinds of, you know, to get there. Well, the response from Wildlife and Fisheries is, we need to get through this lawsuit we have against us before we can see about a, a hunting season for bear. I was like, so that that I was like, wait, what a lawsuit? So I go in and read more about it. Apparently, the state's been sued because some groups that two groups that are you know bear friendly groups i forget their names they say that the state lied about how many bear it has um it's kind of odd like they say that you know the state claims it has over a thousand black bear in it this the state of louisiana it says we have over a thousand black bear well these two proponents of it are saying that they're in their lawsuit that we grossly you know the state grossly lied about it it's less than five hundred okay, that gets into the, to the, you'll never really know the truth unless because they're going to hire their biologist that's going to back theirs. The state's going to have his biologist that backs his. It's just a he said, she said, and it turns, excuse me, it's a bunch of just bullshit. So, you know, it's, once again, you have technology at hand that can probably answer those questions for you to see who's telling the truth, but it's, you know, it goes into money, and that's a whole, like, try, I, I, I gotta stay away from that, because I don't, it's early in the podcast, I don't want to piss off too many people in the beginning, I mean, as we go, I'll probably not pissing people off, it's, it's pretty good talent I have, so, um, I feel like, yeah, you know, I believe it was Utah has already passed legislation to ban the cameras for any type of game hunting and use. So, we'll see how that changes or does for them. Um like I said when you step into the fishing world with the the stuff the stuff they have now, it's it's been a game changer. Like it has increased size like the the the, the re- uh, chances of having records broke. So, ah uh, I can't say I get both sides of it because I really don't. I just see the, you know, I guess my side of. It's it's a great tool to use and utilize to not only help yourself but to understand the the game and to help them. You know, you you know what's going on. You know, like with a ga- with a cellular camera, you say you're looking through it. It sends you some pictures. You're there. Okay, there's there's a couple deer. There's what a fawn. There's no what a fawn you can also see how many you know if they're in that area a good bit you can see how the fawn's developing the the different fawns you can it helps you learn you know exactly what's going on with rut because it's sitting to you in pretty accurate time also you know what's going on with predators how close the predators are behind those deer when they're eating and what's going on so it gives you an opportunity to help your herd I, i see more positive out of it than i do negative um but each each state's going to do its own thing and go from there. I mean, Colorado's having a big issue right now with reintroduction of wolves. So you got, you know, the the pro-wolf groups that probably don't know much about them. They're all for it. Then you got the, the farmers and ranchers that see what happens when you bring the wolves in that haven't been there. You bring them in and you see what happens to the cattle herds and everything. And it's like... It's a tough situation. You're you're legislating stuff in that you haven't lived. So I think I'm not gonna sit here and say it needs to be more studies. I think it needs to be more hands on studies. The people that the people that are putting it in need to know the goods, the bads, the pros and cons. They they actually need to physically be involved, not nowhere near it just, you know, doing it for a a group that's, you know, pushing it, you know, agendas. Like I said, sorry, I'm getting into politics. Apologize. Um, So, the, the, the world of game cameras, I, I feel like has so far advanced, like I was saying earlier, pricing has like changed tremendously. Used to, I think, hell, game cameras have changed tremendously. I still have, well it's my dad's, I, I bought it for him when I was young, 37, so I'm still relatively young, but I mean like, I was a kid, I was all excited, you know, probably 12, 14 years old, I remember working with my uncle during the summers and stuff, and um bought my dad a game camera. It is 35 millimeter. it is still unopened in the package, and it's gun safe. Saw it a few weeks back, you know, probably, when I say a few weeks, it's probably four months ago. Maybe longer. I don't remember, but it's like wow. You look at that. That's a thirty-five millimeter. You have to go get the pictures exposed. Like you got. It's like not only did you have to buy this camera, then you had to pay to have the pictures like exposed. It's like wow. Then you know. So then it's advanced a few years, and it goes to game cameras, and you got SD cards in them. Holy shit, you know, and the price on them was, at first, was outrageous. It was like, holy shit, we're getting somewhere. Things are cool. Fast forward a few more years, a couple couple cellular cameras come out. It's like, all right, the price on them, you, you had to have a little money to have them when they first came out, just like anything. Well, then, now everybody's doing it, and it's like... There's probably more cellular cameras out than there is regular camera, regular game cameras that take, you know, just go pull your SD card. And it's like, so, and it's been a complete game changer because it's been helpful to me. The way I feel it's been helpful is, like I said, I have those that are three and a half, four hours away. But it's like, I, you get guys, like when I had my regular SD card cameras out, I would go if it was local, probably a week to two between checking cards, but you get guys that, like, they get picture addicted, it's like, I don't know, deer porn, <laughs> to them, they just, they got to have the picture, they got to see what's on there, they got to, it's like, they just got to see it, got to see it, so they're constantly, in there checking their camera, they're not hunting anymore, well, yeah, they are, they're picture hunting, so you're constantly in the woods, disturbing the animals, putting scent everywhere, and now you've, you've hurt yourself big time. Like you have really messed your chances up. So it's like they bring the, these hell your cameras out. Now you're, you're, you're disturbing the, if you want to get all like, you know, you're disturbing the, the woods less. So like the habitat's not as up upset. You're not doing as much damage. I mean, let's, let's face it everything's less in there. You know, like there's less human odor. There's less human traffic. There's less, you know, <laughs> let's be a little, you know, smart ass with it. There's less, uh, there's less fuel emissions because people aren't driving to the deer camps regularly to pull cards because they're addicted to pictures. They're sitting at home getting them sent to them. So do you still have guys that are like addicted to pictures? Yeah. I mean, I find it really cool. To have my car, I'd be sitting there my phone go off and I've got a deer on camera. You know, it's it's helped me a lot with I automatically, I jot stuff down. I'll write it, sorry I'm tapping the table while I'm talking. I'll write it down and keep a notebook of it so that I know it's like, okay, this day the temperature was this, it was this time frame. Like, it has helped me a lot because now I have it in close to real, real time or close to real time. So I don't have to, like, go back and try and find, you know, information on the computer of what this this picture was three weeks ago what was what was the temperature what was the the moon phase and all that i have it right there like automatic just doom, it's there so i can jot it down well that helps that helps in that aspect of i'm looking at it i know what's going on i know what's hey the the deer were moving at this time at this time and so on so we we do that and you know it's, it's a game changer So that helps. That helps tremendously, and like I said, it puts less pressure and less less, you know. What's the less you disturb the woods less? So then, change it over to the fishing world with that. You know, you you're using the forward facing sonar. You know, you can set them to go all the way out to like, you pretty much see like 200 feet out in front of you. Well, you're not, even using it bank fishing you're seeing what's up close you're not right up on it so you're you're out a little bit so you're not you're not pushing up and disturbing the the bat, you know anything as much the environment so you know and it cuts down like you can be more your time's better spent once you learn it so it's like you're, you're spending more time catching once you understand your equipment and it's like people like you get into the the competitive bass fishing world you get average guys like gripe about well oh, they couldn't catch it without their you know their, their forward facing so on or they couldn't catch it without this those guys could just like the guys you know like oh well they don't catch them like you know some of the big names from back in the day you know the larry nixon's the, the roland martin's the tom man's the you know martin it's like but they had the best of the best when they were fishing those guys could take those. It was Lowrance, I believe, made them, and they was in the a flasher, and the a lot of guys aren't gonna you know what I'm talking about. But a flasher in there, in your boat, and you adjust it, and it's just this little red line, and it goes back and forth, and like I'm got, I'm, put, I'm maybe posting the, this on YouTube also, so you can see my what I'm talking about with my hands and everything. It's just a flasher, it's like kind of going back and forth, and if you know how to read it, it tells you if you are on sandy bottom, rocky bottom, like if it's picking up like sticks, like, you know, limbs and stuff, it tells you everything if you know how to read it. Those guys knew what they were doing. Hell, some of them printed out like a graph piece of paper, kind of looked like a lie detector coming out, and it, 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 it like <laughs> pretty cool, but you had to know what you were doing. So they, they had the best of the best at their disposal and put the time, goes back to like I said earlier, they put the time in hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Not only were they talented, they worked their asses off. So, you know, just because you have the top of the line of equipment doesn't mean you're going to just you're not going to you're not going to be the best of it if you don't put the time in to learn it. It's like, you know, like I said with the game cameras. I know pretty much when the deer are going to be out there and I know within a few minutes if they're out there cuz I get the cat, the pictures. But if, you know, just running out there killing one, still not as easy as it, people try to make it sound. You've got to get into the woods of, like without scaring them. You got to do. There's so much you got to do physically if he's there, even if he's already there. She, you know, if it's already there in place to get to it. So just because you have that camera and it's telling you this doesn't mean, oh, there's a deer out there. I can go kill it because it's on camera, and it's within five minutes or it's it's live right now. Good luck sneaking up on it. You gotta be good. You gotta you gotta put the work in. So, I think you should use all tools that that are at your disposal to make yourself better at what you do. I mean, Google Earth Maps, another good one. I, I I like it for fishing because I can go back and look at stuff from you know on Google Earth Pro, where I can take the the time frames and start you know going through them and find the lowest points of a lake. So then I can start dropping pins. On those so when i go back forward to current day and the water's up to normal those pins are there but all the stuff i marked is covered up i can convert that over to an sd card put it in my unit on my boat and go out there and check those spots you know i have one for several lakes that i've made that i fish but i'm using the technology that you know, is put out, and the, the, way, the way, I actually learned how to do it through, um, I believe, Wired to Fish, did a whole video series on it, I could be mistaken, I'm gonna try something, I'm gonna try to actually pull that up while I'm recording, we'll see, um, Fish the Moment, it was Fish the Moment that did a whole series on it on YouTube, awesome to watch, I've picked like they, they they did that whole series on it and showed how to do it, really cool. Um, check it out. It's um moving stuff around, so you hear the mouse rolling. So yeah, it's uh it's really cool. I would check if you're into fishing, go to check out their YouTube page and you can find that on how to do uh stuff through Google Earth Pro. So and it works in the Hunting World too because you can like roll it back. Show clear cuts and points you know from say ten years ago, prior to clear cuts like different just whatever well you you have GPS coordinates that you can go to and look at stuff for like public land scouting. you're using the technology, but you're putting the work in to learn how to use the technology it's all it it all coincides with each other. The guys that are good at what they do use the technology that's in front of them they. They get they hone their skills not only do they hone their skills of being in the woods on the water they hone their skills of being able to look at maps being able to take the ambient temperatures of everything and like they go through every bit of information they can get the more information you can get about something the more success you're gonna have um, I know I kind of veered off possibly on the subject apologize for that um, it kind of turned into more of a Put your work in. Use the technology given to you. So, I believe we're going to, this one's going to be around 25, 30 minutes. Try not to be long on my podcast. Just due to the fact that, you know, I'm ADHD as hell. So, it kind of, I don't want, I, I know some of my viewers be, and I don't want them to lose interest. And then I don't just want to start, like, you know, looking stupid, like, because I'm, like, a you know, squirrel-brained. So um, with that, probably call it we're going to call it out. This is Julius Craig, Delta Flage Outdoors, podcast brought to you by Delta Flage Outdoors. Thanks.